0: Yo, 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 it's your boy, Joe. This your boy, Greg, and we're the co-pilots. Coast to coast, we do the most, so what's your flight? Whatever it is, we got you covered. So what's been going on with you, my boy? You already know, man, just, you know, trying to get to the money, that's all. And, you know, hanging out with the fam, sports, in the progress process, you already know. So, you know, I been locked in, man, fully focused right now. You heard me?
1: Yeah, I hear you, man. It's just it's been a lot going on. Sports world and just just all around the world, just in everything, man. And um I just been, you know, same old, same old work. And I'm always locked in on, on, on my sports, man. And just, you know, that's my that's my, my world of all around, really, honestly. i tell you that. But um, it was some good games that came on this weekend, you know. Um, it was some outstanding um defensive. Games I felt like that was very impressive, and uh, I mean the competition in, in college football this year is 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 showing is the 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 margin of error with the top teams, and in the NFL as well, man, it's great right. games as well. Uh, AFC South surprisingly, uh, everybody's two and two in that division, the division that everybody thought that was gonna be a bad division, but right now it's probably the most competitive division. But um we're gonna go right on that and we're gonna start with those uh, those Jags. And the Jags uh, won 23 7 in London against the Atlanta Falcons, man. And it was a great game uh to see us bounce back from the defense played very well. Um and you know that's just what we gotta hang our hat on right now is looking like it's defense. Um offensively still
0: struggling. But um, Tech win. What's your thought? Right. Well, you know, I look at it this way, right? You know, you can look at it negative. You also look at it in the positive. I chose to look at it in a positive. And the reason being because, you know, we, fit, we looked at going into this season that our defense was going to be the Achilles heel of the team. And looking at the defense, they have been our strength. Now – we know that you know when you look at a defense, your defense is pretty much set. Whatever what you see is what you get when you make your observation within the first few weeks. Not the same as with the offense. You know the offense. A lot of times it take time to get together, but we already know the talent that we have. We just waiting on it to gel together. So by us winning games with on the on the on the backs of our defense, man shows us that once the offense get the clip. Clean- man this team can be a whole lot better than expected. You know, you know, we get we got us picked this, you know, going to the playoffs. We got us winning, you know, in a, in a winning the AFC South in a weak AFC South division. You know, but you know, if the angel's going to it, man, it looked like we can make a far um a, a, a major push in the postseason. So and we already know that sooner or later the offense is going to get to clicking. You know, we, we got a couple of injuries, a couple of players out, you know, with um Cam Robinson expected to be back this week. Um Zay Jones, you know, he hasn't been playing the last two weeks. So and he's also a big part of our offense as well. So, you know, I, I you know, when things get to clicking, man, you know, we you we can expect a whole lot more out of this offense.
1: Uh for me, um my thing also with this is that um my concern is the O line. I mean we can kick can you say keep talking about we just waiting for the offense to get going, but off it, it protection it starts with protection. You gotta give Trevor time to throw right. the ball. Protection issues is something that I mean after Cam Robinson comes back, we'll have to see. I think once Cam Robinson gets back, this is gonna be what the offense line is gonna be for the rest of the year. Um and right going to be a great offensive line or it's going to be a line where, you know, teams may be able to get after it with us if we don't, you know, change up our, our routes receiver-wise.
0: But well, I will.
1: right now, man, I mean, it's, it's not to be desired, man, because we was able to generate points, but against elite teams, man, we got to be able to play better. And looking at the two losses that we've had so far with competent quarterback play, that's been an issue. So that's my thing about this offense is that when we're playing better teams and better quarterbacks, the offense is going to have to be able to play comprehensive football with the defense.
0: Right. What you going to say? Oh, um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, like, you know, one of the things I saw, like, with the old line is, was this, you know. Is that you know? I seen like you know we played a little better with pass protection than and it was most more so um, being able to get push up front for us in the run game. That was a, a, a major concern, you know, playing against Atlanta, and we was we, we wasn't able to get no kind of push up front, and that was a big concern. And we also had that kind of we also struggled with that against Indy, if you remember week one. You know, it's like both sides of the – both – you know, both sides – on both sides of the ball, the, the line was getting pushed around. But um, we should be better with Cam Robinson coming back. And, you know, also too, man, you know, with good coaches. Good coaches know how to make adjustments, you know, and cater to the strength of their players. So not saying that we're going to have a, a wall to protect Trevor this year. You know, I think we still have some building to do. But I think, you know, with the coaching staff that we got, you know, I say all, all line will go in, in the right direction as the season go on. I
1: hope so, man. One thing I will say about this uh, about this game that I noticed moving forward that we need to do is that the Jazz need to run Trevor a lot more, man. I noticed that once Trevor was running a lot more, deep, that defense has had to honor that. So that opened up more passing lanes for Trevor. So I'm hoping that right. that's something in the, that, that we saw and tape and we can say, hey, if we can get Trevor running and we can make them respect the, his legs, you gotta give a, a spy now you gotta give extra attention to Trevor. I think that can make open up to the offense and get the offense going a lot better because once that happened, you seen we went right down and we uh, we was able to produce points. Another big thing is uh, right. Okay. we can't expect to get two turnovers pro- plus a game uh, from the defense. So even though the defense played lights out, we got to just look know that our defense is not going to set us up like that. We're just going to put more pressure on the offense, and that's why I'm so concerned about the offense clicking. And hopefully this week, now that we got an extra uh, time and in london we don't have to travel we got a few little extra days uh we can really uh lock in and be ready for this buffalo team which look good on uh on sunday man
0: right speaking of buffalo you know me myself matt i'm hoping to have a repeat performance uh um when we played him the last time, you know, when, when, when Josh Allen had, had that game and we he had came away with you know, an interception, a sack, a fumble recovery, you know, all of that though. So I'm hoping that he can repeat the performance that he had last week. Hope
1: so too. Hope so too. Hope so too. Um But speaking of this Bills team, this Bills team they're coming in, looking good against the Miami Dolphins. I mean they dominated and I thought everybody, including include myself, I thought Miami would maybe be able to win that game or keep competitive. But they just blitzed those guys from out the gate. Um, my concerns is going into this game is again, can the offense generate enough points with these Bills or offense? Because we know you're not gonna keep Josh Allen out of the end zone. So right. can we play up to the level that we play against Josh uh Pat Mahomes, the defense, can even rise to that occasion. I think if we can rise to that occasion, then we, we have a good chance. But we're gonna have to play at that level in order for us to give us a chance to win this game.
0: I think most importantly, man, we have to have a um a spy on Josh Allen. You know, you know he's gonna to try to run, you know he's gonna have design plays for him to run. He's gonna use his legs. And I think, man, that's something we're gonna have to be on the lookout for, keeping a spy on him. You know, I believe that um, Tyson Campbell can be able will be able to hold his own against Diggs. You know, that's going to be a, t- a tough task for him, but it's a big task, man. Task yeah, but at least, at least eliminate the quarterback running the ball. You know, I, I believe that's the the biggest concern. I think that would be the key to the game. You know. Some things uh, we're not going to be able to prevent.
1: You, James Cookman looking good this year, too.
0: Yeah, he have, He has. You know. But um, I think that's the key, though, man. Just el- eliminate because you got to think about the plays that a lot of times these design runs or or with Josh Allen running, that's to get yards on third down, on third and long situations, you know, things of that nature. There, So that's going to be important for the defense to get off the field you know, on third down situations, man, get off the field.
1: Yeah, that's very key. We was able to get off the field on third down this week. Definitely going to have to get off the field on third down playing against the Bills, man. That's going to be a a, a, a game with very little margin of error. Two teams, at, I think we're at a point where right now the Bills receiving all the praise. They're one of the teams, top teams. But you got a jab our team that's trying to find our identity, trying to say, okay, what this, this team is going to look like for this, this year. And um I think it's going to be a good-ass game, man. It's going to be a great game. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Hopefully we can score a little bit more points on the offensive side of the ball, man. Um, don't want to be no shootout, though. Definitely don't want that. But if it comes to that, man, we'll see, man. And speaking of other teams that was in the in – in the AFC South, man. How about the Houston Texans, man? They looking pretty good. And I thought beat the Steelers beat them down, man. And uh CJ Sprout actually looking like the best quarterback in this draft so far.
0: Man, I think you know, Houston putting everybody on notice right now that um we're our team that contending, you know, and they looking they looking good <laughs> on both not on both sides of the ball. But go ahead. Uh, I say gonna- that again. Legit, man, but they're looking good. And for the AFC South, they're they're contending for the AFC South right now. You know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think like just looking at everything. I don't think they just gonna lay down. I don't, you know, you know how we was looking at the beginning of the season that this division is false tape right now. You know, with the way Houston playing, I mean, they, I mean, we gotta, we still gotta beat them. To remember now. You know, we got the same schedule. We still gotta come and beat them in Houston. Not saying that we can't do it, but that's it's gonna be harder than expected. I, I will I will say this with this Houston team think- looking at them play. Um
1: Defensively they're good. They are good on all levels. They got Jalen Petrie and they got their other safety, and then he got um They got some good linebacker play as well. Uh, Jimmy Ward, I believe. Jimmy Ward. Yeah, Jimmy Ward. Right. They got good linebacker play as well. Will Anderson, he's been playing lights out uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They're actually, the way they play on the defensive side of the ball, they play like the 49ers low-key, man. Like, like they look like a 49er scene, man. And what they're asking uh, C.J. Stroud to do is – kind of like game manager, we're not actually throwing out the throws. they looking a lot more like the 49ers, man. And I like this team. I don't. It's, for me, it's too early for me to say, oh, they're going to the playoffs because the more and more tape they get on on, on Scrapp, see, it's going to get harder on this guy. So mm. I don't see it just mm. yet, but I do think defensively, they got a, they got a
0: defense. No, I'm, you know, I'm not saying they're going, but I'm just saying they are a team, if they will compete with us for that, for that, for the AFC South, and yep. granted, if it's worst case scenario for us, if they was to win, look up and win the AFC South, they're in the playoffs, you know. Oh yeah, and, and so no. you know you, and in AFC South, pr- pretty much you probably can go in AFC South with a what, a seven and nine record. Yep. You know we not gonna go there. Uh, I don't yeah, say we that. Just, I'm just. I'm just talking trade, but with a nine and
1: seven record. You know, nine, eight, nine, eight. you're gonna have to at least, uh, like it was last year, at least nine, nine,
0: eight, nine, nine, and seven record can make you know, can make the playoffs. You're right. So, um, we can't count them much yet, man.
1: No, definitely, I'm not gonna count them. We out. can't,
0: we can't count them, out. especially how we've been playing. out. we just, right. I
1: say it's just for me,
0: it's too early for me
1: to jump on that bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, man, they, uh, mm. they, 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 they're a legit team. And I'm not saying he's not legit, but right now I say let me let me see about another two to three more weeks of them playing, and then I'll be like, okay, this used team for real. They might they might compete because they got to still play the 49ers. They still got a lot of teams that we got to play too. And right. ain't no telling how what's going to happen. Then injuries and everything. Now, I will salute the Texans, man, whoever their offensive line uh, coach is. Man, he been getting the hell out of them boys. Some boys have been blocking their ass off. And um, they've been playing with a lot of backups. I don't think Larman Thompson has been playing right now. He's the best person on the line. So I will say that, man. But um, but definitely, man, you know, um, this this team is something to me. Don't take them lightly. I definitely agree on that. Speaking of other quarterbacks, man, let's talk about uh, Sam Howell and Eric man. I like this. Sub- man, watching that Eagles-Commanders uh, game, man, it was like – Eric Bellman is doing his thing over in Washington, man. and you called it uh, what week two? We was talking about Eric, the, the commanders, and you were saying you like
0: oh yeah, I like what I see see going up. I like what I see going on out of him. You know, I mean, f- you know, forget the wins and losses. Losses. You look at what's going on on the offensive side of the ball for us. You know, he's an offensive coordinator, so if you're able to get the bet, the most out out of Sam Howell, which People, you know, which you, you really didn't expect too much out of him. I mean, you got to consider that as as a plus. You know, you can all you consider that as a win all day. Hey,
1: and check this out though, man. When you look at this Commanders team, you never seen this Commanders team like put up points like that. It's been a long time, probably for me right. watching Commanders put up points like this. Probably since like the Mark Ripken days back when they was the Redskins, when they won that Super Bowl. And to watch this commander team play and watch this team actually be able to, to use the weapons they have and, and scary Terry, uh Brian Robinson, uh all these guys, man. And they're using them to their and putting them in positions to so where they can be effective. It's uh pretty good to see. And again, man, they man, I don't know what the NFL world is doing, man. But if Eric Billman don't get no job after this year. Man, they straight
0: hate it. Yeah, pretty much.
1: I'm saying. Because I don't think nobody expected uh this guy to do what he's doing, like you said, with Sam Howe. Like this that's that's mean he's actually leading the league right now, and I think I wanna say in I wanna say up there in completions.
0: Completions? Yeah, probably completely. so.
1: So yeah man, uh, uh, any more any thoughts?
0: Um, you know, I just like what I see out of him, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, I always, you know, I wish the best for enemy you know, I like, I like what what I see going on out of him. I also like Sam High. I liked him when he was at North Carolina. I hated the fact that he decommitted from us, Florida State. You yeah, i was mad too, but, um, he, But, he you know, I, I don't, I, I can't blame him for that, though. I, I can't, you know, I I, I got to salute him. I can't blame him for that. That, that would have been, I don't think he would have did as good with us. Man, I think he would have actually did
1: good. Well, I don't know what error if he would have did good, but I think he would have. I think he would have been. He would have been way better quarterback player than what we had. though. Way better yeah. than uh, Blackman uh, and um, what's the other
0: dude? Francois. Yeah, Francois. Yeah, you know Francois looked good under Jimbo though. He did. He It just, <laughs> it just <laughs> man under uh, under Willie man. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But uh, speaking of uh, let's 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 say it went to uh, teams that is on life support, man. And I got three teams that we're going to talk about: Cincinnati Bengals, man. Chicago Bears, and Denver Broncos. If you had to choose out of those three, which one would you say is on life support? Like they they need like they need help the most.
0: Oh man, you got go to go with Chicago, man. They all and four. <laughs> I mean, they got the, out of all three, they got the worst quarterback. They got the most unproven roster out there. You know, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, I, I doubt that it's, it's going to happen. But, you know, they can go on a four-game winning streak, you know, with the, with their receiving core. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, In Denver, you got Sean Payton along with Russell, you know, I mean, I think sooner or later that's just going to they're going to click. They're going to gel together, you know. In spite of you know, I think you know Denver get more heat more so because of what happened last season, and people not focusing on what's going on this season, you know. I mean, it's not like Denver is not able to score points and not like that, you know. What what is their record right now? Two and two.
1: Nah, Denver one in
0: they won in three. They won in three. Yep. Yeah. So I mean. They at least won a game. Chicago ain't won one game.
1: I'm gonna say, man, I gotta go with I gotta go with the uh, the Denver Broncos, man. Here's my reason why: because for one, you call the Bears, you say the Bears got the worst quarterback, but I can I disagree. I don't think the I don't think Justin Fields a bad
0: quarterback. I mean, no, he's not a bad. He's just the worst out of the three. Yeah, he
1: the worst. But look at they got him a defensive coordinator as his head coach. Right. You know I mean, they're not. There, it seems like they're not putting him in the best position to win, and like then using his strengths to make them, you know, better.
0: Uh, so, uh, so that's why <laughs> I say if that.
1: I'm a drop back quarterback and right. beat the field. It's like it's it's like I don't I don't understand it, man. And so I'm gonna give some sympathy on Justin Fields, and I'm not gonna say he he's the, in the worst situation. I just think it's a it's an organizational standpoint with him the coaches he got, ownership. It's a whole bunch of layers to that that I can, we can talk about on a whole other show um, about Justin Fields. When it comes to sense, Okay, but
0: think about. Go ahead. Now think about what you just wrote down. You say um, team that's on life support. Now you just described the worst he has, the worst situation that he's going through as a quarterback, having a defensive coordinator as as, you know, as his coach, you know, so his his obstacle to overcome is much harder than Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson, correct?
1: Yeah, for a rookie, for for a young quarterback, I, I I see where you're going at with that. Right, I see exactly so, going at with that. I think where where I get lost at when it comes to this situation, when it comes to life, sport is that Justin Fields was drafting into, into a mess, into this mess. Correct. Versus when you look at the Denver Broncos and you look at Cincinnati Bengals is, well, I'm not worried about the Bengals because the Bengals start, they start slow every The last two years, they've started slow and went on runs. So I'm kind of like, they're going to flip the switch. I think they'll be fine. You got Joe Burrow. I'm good. This Denver Broncos team, this team is on life support. And why they on life support? Because they almost lost to the team that you just said was the worst. The Bears.
0: Right. They, they all moved.
1: Miraculous 21 point comeback in the fourth quarter. And again, you know, how I don't know how Justin Fields his last three drives. He couldn't generate that, but that's another story. And this team would have been 0-4 as well. Not to mention this is the exact same team that let the Dolphins put up seven points on them. So Correct. I mean and then in the, in, the, in another thing, this is the same head coach that said, Oh, I can do a better job than Nick Daniel Hatchet. I mean, he talked so much shit about Nick Daniel Hatchet. And and then your team is thinking it up too. So I think this right here is just this is probably this is a, just as big as the Bears. Looking at the Walton family, brought this team, which if you don't know who the Walton family is. They own all the WalMarts. They own it. They they finally is now in the NFL game now. Um, then you got the head coach who the the owner basically hired, and then you got Russell Wilson who was under the old regime.
0: But well, so, let me ask you this, though. You
1: know what I'm saying? So if, I mean, if they you, just as bad as the Bears as if, the if, Broncos is. So go ahead.
0: If, If you had to pick any of those two teams to make the playoff this year, who would you pick?
1: I would pick, I mean, if you want to say two out of the three, I guess. I would have to pick Cincinnati and Denver, but let's let's be realistic. If you got to pick one team, which one you picking? And I already knew who you picking.
0: If I had to pick one team, I I would pick Cincinnati. But, (laughs) you know, right. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is this: right? We know that okay, you have Sean Payton up on the contract. You have Russell Wilson up on the contract. Your GM job is to to get everything fixed. We're going to get this right. We got one of the best offensive minded minds to ever coach the game, and we got Russell Wilson, a potential, well, future Hall of Fame, who still is, you know, have a lot of years left in him. Now. In a situ- in a situation like that, that is probably a ideal situation for a GM on paper. So I would say that with them, they he's going to have time to clean. They're going to have time to clean their mess up. Players that don't want to be there, we're going to get you out of there, um, trades or whatever the case may be. Because Russell's on a contract, guaranteed, like an NBA contract, guaranteed. You stuck with that. You know what I'm saying? Sean Payton is on his first year, so he's going to get another year. You know what I'm saying? On the the other hand, with Chicago, you know, that's a team, they they just like, they have no identity right now. You know what I'm saying? They don't know if Justin Fields is going to be there another year. They don't know if the coach is going to be there another year. They don't know what the hell is going on. They don't even have a clue. They don't even know where to start from. Including mess So I, I, I get what you're saying, man. You
1: make some fair, you make valid points, man. I, I, I just feel bad for the brother, man. And the only reason why I say they don't like support is because another thing is that you don't mention about the Bears situations. All the money that's tied up. You say all these people gonna be here another year. But it ain't working though. Russell Wilson ain't working, even though he ain't been playing bad. He ain't the reason why they winning. He definitely and that's a bad place to be in. You ain't the reason why they losing. And you definitely ain't the reason why they definitely ain't winning. It's like so
0: I don't know, man. That, that gives you room to clean everything up. We'll see, They're man. gonna build, they're gonna make sure they build around him. They're gonna okay. make sure they build.
1: That's okay. That's fair enough. Well, they ask you this thing, man.
0: They they oh. at least have a building block.
1: Okay. And that's cool. So let me ask you this. A team – what's your sleeper team right now? A team out there that look legit so far this, in the first quarter of the, uh, the season?
0: If I look at the first quarter of the season, a team that is legit now. So we're going to exclude the Philadelphia Eagles. We have talked about them enough. We're going to exclude San Fran. We are going to exclude the Cowboys. Right. We're going to exclude the Chiefs. Okay. So – um, I'm going to go with if I had to say a team that is a sleeper. Oh man, what, what I, could I say? Baltimore. Baltimore, <laughs> okay. Mean, okay.
1: Baltimore, okay. And, and why? You know,
0: Baltimore, man. You know as of right now, like what you know, they actually Lamar has has weapons now. You know, he 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 now he has receivers that can actually get separation. This was one of the main problems with him late in the playoffs, really throughout, you know, regular season also. So a lot of times he had to use his legs. One of the things I have seen Lamar doing, and I, and um, it shows that he has matured, that he continued to look downfield. Even when he, he, he rolls out or about to run, he keeps his eyes downfield wait the last minute if he want to throw the ball he can make that dump over and which i have seen you know so um but i will say this though man it, like i will say this for some this the now this is my biggest concern about the baltimore ravens for some reason like the last few seasons they are horrible when it come to closing out games um we can look at last season when they had big leaves against look at against the dolphins Allowed the Dolphins to come back and win. Against the Jaguars, they allowed us to come back and win. Look at against the Colts. They allowed the Colts to come back and win. They gave Coach chance out the chance. So I, that's definitely something that has to get cleaned up with them. But um, they are still going to be one of my sleeper teams, though. Okay.
1: This Ravens team, I, I think that's my concern, too, man, It's the same thing is that – not necessarily hold on to the leads late in the game. That is a concern because that actually happened. That's why they lost to the Colts. And Correct. I think another thing is that they lose. Sometimes the Ravens lose games they shouldn't lose. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like last year they lost to us. I and no and everybody had them favored to win by plus ten points last year and they lost. So yeah, they was
0: up against us.
1: They was up against us. don't you see what I'm saying? Double digit league and they lost that game, so it's like they lose games they shouldn't lose. Um, and the late quarter of uh, lap collapses are two was concerns as well. But the team that I picked was, uh, and they're not really a sleeper team, but a team that at right now they look legit is. I like the Detroit Lions, man. Uh, they had a presser win. Both primetime games they played in, they look good. They look good against uh, the Chiefs. And they look good on Thursday night game against against the Green Bay Packers. So, I think this team is for real, and I think they're going to be the team to beat in the NFC North. I don't think no one is going to get close to them. Right now, Kirk Cousins and them, they're they not looking too well. And I
0: think oh,
1: right about that whole Dalvin Cook thing, it might be biting them in the butt right now.
0: Yeah. I took, Like, man, one thing, you know, I noticed, I, that was just something I noticed throughout Kirk Cousins for you know, a lot of people like to say Dak, man he needed Zeke to play. You know what I'm saying? Dak can't win without a running back. But you know, man, this can be said for Kirk Cousin also. You know, I mean, you look at it like, man, now Kirk Cousin is a good quarterback, but man, and and and, and really, I don't even say this just to throw shade on Kirk Cousin or Dak. I say this to say say. That, um, don't shade on the entire NFL by saying that you have to utilize the run game. You know, yeah. a lot of teams don't want to pay running backs, they feel like, you know, we can just get a running back anyway. You know, I mean, well, where's the run game on this team? You know, we know what Davin Cook can do, you know, we know what he can do when he's on the field. And didn't, you they, know,
1: they, they,
0: didn't they just sign a running back too? I want to say they Cam Makers, yeah, they, they got Cam Makers. I think they made a trade, they made a trade with, um with the Rams win. Right. So, you know, that, you know, and that's my biggest thing, man, you know, it's no shade on, on the teams or whatnot. It's really more so shade on how the league is in general when, you know, how, how, how the running back position is is it's looked at, right? You know? Mm -hmm. So I think that, man, you know, they should start looking into this and considering that, man, maybe we need to start paying them something, you know, because, I mean, was any of these guys offered a long term contract? or Anything? You know? Well, you know. J- I
1: think uh, what's the name was offered when he turned it down, though. I want, yeah. I want to say Austin Heckler might have been offered of a long term deal. He got yeah. he went down. Then Saquon, you know, he took that. He took that one
0: year uh, franchise side deal. And you look at the games with him. I mean, look at you know they paid Daniel Jones, but. They didn't want to pay him, and he's the best player on their offense. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not even it's not even the bait, you know? Daniel Jones, I mean, after, after playing in New York, he may be a backup, you know?
1: I ain't going to call him no backup, Daniel Jones, man, because a little bit like watching that game last night, man, he don't got no protection, man. Like, they don't uh-huh. be shit, and – I'm talking about, man, it's like soon when you hike the ball, he got people, like, in the backfield. He ain't okay. got no time, man. So I'm going to give Danny Jones, but also to think that uh, the, tape, it's tape, the tape is out on Danny Jones, too, so people play him different now than when they played him last year.
0: But, but I'm going to say this, though. You look at the last few seasons, I mean, I mean, if I go back and look at it, since he's been in the league, He's never been that impressive to me. He had He had you know, it. He, and he it
1: looked like he regressed too because he he had a little fumble issue last night as well.
0: Right. I mean, you know, I don't, you know my biggest thing with you know that I, one of the things that I liked about him, he played with heart. You know, yeah. he ain't scared to make try to make a play, but you know he's a, he's a hell of an athlete, but he's not a hell of a passer like that. You know what I'm saying? He's not. You know, he got drafted to be a hell of a quarterback, not a hell of an athlete. I feel you. I feel you.
1: And we're going to take a quick pause for the calls, and we're going to say way to our sponsor, Doobie. Doobie is the best online energy drink, uh, fastest online. Uh, Save you a lot of money from uh buying those bar, uh, cans from Red Bull, Monster, and all that. Save a lot of money. Go to Doobie.gg and receive a 10% discount on your – First order using the code word co pilots, do we got GG? And we're gonna say it because you were talking about heart, man. And Let's talk about this fight, man. Your boy, man, and Janelle, uh, Charlo, man. I mean, he he had heart getting in that ring with uh Canelo, but. He, 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 that ain't it, man. That wasn't it right there, man. That was not it, man. And it looked like his strategy was, "Oh, I'm gonna try to uh out for out uh fatigue him. Maybe he'll get tired in the later rounds. I'll take advantage." And that shit didn't work, man. Because Canelo at it. Canelo was on one last, on a Saturday night, man. It just looked bad, man.
0: One and- thing we gotta understand: Canelo, one of the best. You know, he's he's one of the best out there right now, could be the best pound-for-pound pound fighter right now, you know. Some people may say Bud Crawford, some people may say somebody else, but I mean, I, I would say, man, Canelo has more of a track record. You know, he, like, I mean, this dude here, man, and, and i was watching that fight, man, I'm looking at the Pavlos that were thrown, man, like, it's like when when he was hit, it's like it didn't even him a bit. Yeah, you know, I, I, was, I noticed
1: that too, because, like, when Charlo threw, threw his power shots, it looked like Canelo was eating them shits. Like, dog, your power, yeah. dog, you ain't got no power. Like, I remember he hit and I was like, oh, damn, Canelo called him. No, I'm like, Charlo called him.
0: And, and it like it didn't even phase him. He didn't phase him, yeah. I, yeah, I mm-hmm. noticed that too. But I will say this, though. Charlo fought a good fight. I take nothing from him. You know, he did the best he could. It looked like he, you know, he prepared himself for that fight. You know, he came in, but. I just think you know Canelo was just too much for him. You're talking about one of the best fighters in the game right now, you know, and you know he did good by by going to a decision. Now,
1: I mean, he he it was he 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 didn't he he the fight didn't get stopped. That was good. Right, right. fight. I think for for me looking at the fight, it was more so like, damn, Char- Charlo, bro, you ain't even like try to like mm-hmm. go out, like swing Like you ain't take no chances. It was like, you was too scared to open yourself on any vulnerabilities that you, you you were scared of his power. Once he made you take that knee, it was like, but I'm not, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna try to just try to survive. He was in survival mode, man. You ain't let he your bridges. hands go. He just, he wasn't fighting the fight that I thought he was gonna fight.
0: But see, you got to look though, it, it, guys.
1: I thought he would take advantage in the later rounds.
0: Yeah, you got to look at it like this here, right? You know, and it's just from a boxing, boss, um, boxing boss perspective. You know, Charlo is a boxer. He's not. A, he, you know, it's different between being a boxer and being a fighter. You know, a boxer you're gonna go a You're gonna use his IQ. When it's not there, it's not there. You know what I'm saying? So. Just trying to go in and just, like, brain the fight, you open yourself up the more, and you just call it out. You make yourself more vulnerable, you know. So the only thing he could do is really defend himself and try to get, get in where he could because this is a whole other animal, man. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, everybody got a game plan until they end up. <laughs> you feel me? Right, and I'm and I'm pretty. She has solid, and I'm watching the fight. Like you know, he was he did what he could. He came with it, but at the end of the day, Canelo was just the better fighter. You know, he was. He was just. He was just the better fighter. It's like you know, you could come in and try to, but when it's not done, it's not done. Let me ask you You this though, Derek James,
1: boxer. He was the boxer for this fight. The trainer. And he was the trainer for the uh, the fight for uh, Terrence Crawford, man. It's not looking good for Derrick James, man. He won box uh, trainer of the year. Uh, I think it was last year or either the year before. And so he
0: must be in that Texas area then.
1: Yeah. He's a Texas yeah. guy. He's from Texas, man. And it's just, it's not looking good for him as a trainer. You, two of the biggest fights of the year. And y'all, you didn't win that one of the fights, man. It's I don't know, man. I just I think his his, his credibility as a trainer took a it's going to take a hit. I I would think based on like, dang, you know, you know, you had all this time to get these fighters ready, and these fighters, and it's not like they didn't just like they lost. Like, okay, like, dang, like, man, it was controversial loss. Or man, it was close. Man, it could have went either way. They got dominated in both fights. Charlo got dominated Saturday. And Earl Spence got dominated in his fight. So, I mean, from a perspective of another, from a trainer, man, I just, I don't know, man. I just think that's a bad look.
0: All right. I think it's more so from the um, the Bud Crawford and, and Earl Spence fight. You know, I think the way that that fight went down, you know, more, so, you know, with that one now, I believe that that would, would be more of a bad look. You know. Now, when you say Charlo and and Canelo, I wouldn't I wouldn't give I wouldn't say that was a bit but be a bit bad look. But when you combine both of them together, yeah, it, may, it makes it look bad.
1: Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Like combining both together, and you was the trainer for both of these fighters, right? And the way the fighters look, man, it's just like, man, I don't know, man. And then now I think he has. Either Ryan Garcia, he got another guy that's under him now that he's going to be training. So hopefully, right. around with this other guy. But man, them two boys right there, man, I don't, I don't know, man. And there's, there's been rumors that Earl Spence is going with Roy Jones and somebody else for his trainer now uh, for his
0: next fight. Okay.
1: So we're going to get into college football, man. That's our last segment of the night, college football, man. We're going to roll right into it. And uh, let's talk about LSU. LSU. Um, They've been always a big disappointment to me, man. And here's why. They hired Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, you know, left like a thief in the night from Notre Dame, just like he left a thief in the night from Cincinnati. Like he and what I and what I'm painting the picture is of Brian Kelly is he he kind of grind. Like he ain't gonna he ain't gonna hold it in his word. So he came and got this job at LSU, hyped these guys up. He thought, well, I'm in the South now, man. I'm in a hotbed of talent. All I gotta do is just go out there and just. I really don't have to. I I got a coach, but I don't got a coach like how I had to coach at Notre Dame because these guys are just gonna ball, and. Again, it bit him in the ass. It bit them two years in a row, LSU against us. And then again this year, it bit them again uh with the old mix. Two losses in September, and they already out of the national championship pitcher. Same how it was last year. I think Brian Kelly is a good coach, but I don't think he's a coach that's gonna get them what LSU is expecting. What LSU is expecting is national championships. Uh, Brian Kelly is not a championship caliber coach. I hate to say it, he can win you a lot of bowl games, but he's gonna not gonna be that guy to get you to the to the big game. I just hate. I'm just gonna say it, man. Second year, we 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 saw it. We saw this. We saw this show.
0: He, he's not a natty daddy.
1: <laughs> yup. <Yeah>. So,
0: <laughs>
1: but so another take. My another take is, man. Uh. I think this Duke team is for real, man.
0: I think they quarterback. They
1: played against Notre Dame. Defensively, um this team, hey, they're not going to be no pushover over the ACC this year. No. Now, uh they,
0: yeah,
1: um yeah, I think I think for us they got to play Duke this year too. Yeah, We're going we to play them boys, man. We're going to have to be locked in with them. I think we played them out of the Virginia Tech game, Yo, That's gonna be a hard game. Now don't get me wrong. With this Duke team, they can be they can be stopped. But my only concern about this Duke team that would present problems with Florida State is the mobile quarterback. Them running, man. Like the last mobile quarterback ate us up with Boston College. And then I'm looking at how teams are neutralizing this guy. And I'm like, why are we struggle with him. So I don't know. Right. But this Duke team is, man, watching that game against uh Notre Dame. I walked away very impressed with this team. I didn't know that the defensive court, he was the, the guy that's the head coach with Duke, was the defensive coordinator uh, at AM. and that's why A&M defense took a dive, because that guy took that job over at Duke. Okay.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: But um, another take on the college side is Colorado. And let me know if you agree with this. I think they're the fourth best team in the Pac-12.
0: Colorado? Yes.
1: After watching the play
0: against uh, USC, I mean, yeah, you got you got Colorado. I mean, well, you got USC, you got Oregon, and who you would say, um, Washington, Washington, Utah. I say Utah, the third best team in the
1: 12 That's that's fair right, though. And then I would say I give Colorado the fourth best team because I think between, uh. Oregon State, Colorado, and I forget the other team that they said was pretty good. I think Arizona, they're pretty good as well. Right. I think those three teams are by the same level. Like, they can play each other. Like, now, I do think Colorado, of those three teams, are probably the, 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 the least of the teams. But I think all three of those teams are about right at, at the same level. And they're – all of those who probably compete for like four best. Like, watch how all three of them teams finish the end of the season. Like, I guarantee, like, Colorado, Arizona, um, and uh, Oregon State, they're going to all kind of finish with similar records. Like, seven between
0: six and eight wins, they're going to all finish
1: with those teams. Mark my words.
0: Say Colorado finished with six? Between six eight wins, yeah. Six to eight. Oh, I thought you say six to eight. Yeah, between six and eight. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Six to, eight, yeah. six to eight wins. Yep. Another take,
1: man, is USC. USC,
0: USC. man. It looked like. um
1: Bad defense. Yeah. I mean, it's just horrible, man. What's, what's your thoughts
0: on any of these states? Well, to give up that many points in the second half, You know, against a team that got dominated by Oregon up front, which clearly you are a bigger team up front, a stronger team up front than Colorado. To allow, uh, to allow them to make a second half, you know, to to try to make a comeback in the second half. I mean, either you got either got too relaxed or you got out coached in the second half, you know. I think so I th- oh. Yeah, so you have to, man, and, you know, NFL is different. But in college, man, you pretty much got to make a statement. When you win games, you got to make a statement, man. We here, you know, it, it, you know. also with the rankings and all this here, you know, you have to have your wins have to be statement wins, man. You have to put your foot on their neck and tell them we here. Oh, for sure. For sure,
1: definitely, man. You have to. It's just, it's necessary, man. It's just, you have to uh, make people put pe- put people on notice, and people right. mean business in college. So I agree with that. They did not handle business on that. Um, but this USC team, we knew at least they was probably of all the legit teams that we was talking about uh that might be going in this college playoff or compete for next championship they, they defense was probably the least of the defenses i didn't think you know watching that game i didn't watch nothing but like maybe like a small clip of it because i already knew USC was gonna win that game and i wouldn't feed i'm not i'm not gonna feed into the deion sanders and the Colorado hype like i'm not doing that um i gotta treat them just like i treat every other college team and when i looked on the schedule I seen that game was up, man. USC going to win it. Ain't no use to me watching because I already know the outcome. USC going to win the game. So, you know, um, I wasn't going to feed into it, man. But, again, um, just USC, back USC, this team, man, it's just, they're, they're, they're frauds, man. Lincoln Riley, he man, he got them, he got them offenses going. Until you get fixed the defense, this team is not going to be good.
0: They're not, man. It and well, it was the same thing in Oklahoma. Yeah, sure was. It was. It was. Was no difference. So, was no difference.
1: Let me ask you a question, though. Of all the college teams out right now, man, um, uh, pick your pick your four. If you had to pick a four right now for the college playoff, what would be your four?
0: Well, I'm definitely going with Georgia. Okay, I will go with Georgia. I will go with Florida State of course right now if I had to pick it right now. Georgia, Florida State, um USC. Let's see. And I will go with T- and I will go with Texas Longhorns. All right. But then again, you know it's hard not to put Ohio State in there, but I believe something's going to happen with Ohio. I don't think Ohio State is as good as as it was the last few years. Mm-hmm. So, um those are the teams I'm going to go with right now.
1: If I was to pick, I would go with Oregon, Florida State, Georgia, and uh, I'm going to say Penn State right now. I like what Penn State doing in the Big Ten. think they'll be a mm-hmm. team. So I'll go Penn State. Yo, those be mine. And the reason why I asked you that question, though, man, is because if you look at this year, there's no clear-cut favorite. If, just look at the if you look at the top 10 teams, you would be like, well damn, they all undefeated. But this this team right here, like USC, they don't play defense very well. You look at Florida State, you look at this team, and you just say, all right, can they stay mentally mentally focused and engaged, you know, for for sixty for sixty minutes of football? Uh then you look at Alabama, you look at Georgia. It's like, all right. Is this guy Carson Beck the real deal? Um, then you look at um, um, Ohio State. Okay, their defense showed up against Notre Dame, but can they play like that all the time? It, it's so it's like so many questions that, Come on. that 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 have to be answered. And it's still early in the college football world, man. But I actually love. I like the space that we're in when you look at the way the game is is going because. Now Alabama got something to worry about. We ain't about about – and you look at it, and it's, you know, so far, you know, we haven't really been talking about Alabama so far because they they haven't been to talk um because there right. are other teams that are just so much better than Colorado uh, – that's so much better than Alabama this year.
0: And you know the crazy thing, Alabama still have a shot. It's as,
1: as absolutely, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right.
0: They still have a shot, but it's like, you know, I mean, you have other teams coming to play, and it's like I was saying, you know, and I've been saying this, like, for, um for like, the last year or so about the parity that's going to be going around in college. You know, you got, these, um, you got these endorsement deals. You also have the transfer portal, like, and this is going to cause, you know, you pretty much got a free agent pool. You got a free agency in college football. So this is going to cause players to go here or here. You know, so t- players is not sitting back waiting three years to start no more. they ready to play. Now they're not waiting two years to start no more. They're ready to start their freshman, their sophomore season. They want to be on the field their freshman year.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. And I don't know if you uh, they just passed this. You've read up on it yet. But Florida – they trying to pass an NIL law not for high school students to make it so they can get that paper too. Right. So this NIL thing is, I think it's good for college football and it's kind of got, it's bad things too because I remember Dion he was saying something. We gotta, I always got to, I got to throw him in because it's like he, the, always the topic of the discussion every week. But Dion made a comment about guys coming to play for Colorado. He didn't want guys that if it was about money that he didn't want them coming to Colorado. It got to be more than about money. And my whole thing about that is with the way the NIL is, is that I hate to say it, but a lot of it's going to be about money. The highest bid, If I know I'm the number one guy. Uh, I'm the number one offensive tackle. Shoot, man. And I got Alabama, Colorado, Florida State, Georgia. I got all these schools coming at me all the great programs was to equalize. I need that money. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, it it's I just hate the way that's just the way the game the way the the, the way the world is now when it comes to uh
0: collegiate sports is 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 money's involved, man. Right. Um, and a lot of times, man, and you know, and it's like what we say a lot of times when when it comes to like sports, NFL, on um, the NBA, a lot of the times, you know, when they was talking about, you know, how players is today, you know, and, you know, they say the players soft, whatever the case may be. And most of it has to do with money because, you know, players are coming in as a brand now, you know, owners are protecting their investment. The bottom line is always the money. That's, that's the bottom line. It is more so a business versus a sport, you know, when a player get injured, he say, "You know what? I'm going to save myself because I gotta um because I gotta make sure I, I, I'm at maybe to, to to play to make more money." You see, a, a player may hold out his his junior season and fears of getting hurt because he know he's the number one overall pick. You know, players skip bowl games if they don't feel like that is important enough to play. You know just so they can go in the first round because they don't want to get hurt. So, you know, you have owners might tell players, hey, listen, we want you to rest up this game because we need you later on. The bottom line, I'm going to protect my investment. What I paid you, I need you to be able to produce, be able to do what I paid you to do. You know what I'm saying? That's from the owner's standpoint. From the player standpoint, I need to make sure I put myself in position where I can make me more money.
1: Well, I think everybody's all is all for self interest right now. It's all self interest at this point, mm-hmm. and and for me, I'm cool with that because it should be about yourself. And if yeah. it, I I gotta protect myself as well as the only gotta protect them is a business. And you the get end to the, day. Part of the game. Um, some people don't like it. Me personally, I embrace it. It's a part of just the way it goes, man.
0: And you know it is what it right. is. man. and um, I definitely embrace it.
1: I definitely embrace it too, man. And uh so let's talk about these arrivals and departures, man. Um let's 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 start with uh you got you wanna go you wanna start first this week or you want me to start?
0: Yeah, I could. What well, we start with um, arrivals? Let's start with arrivals, man. Okay, for my arrivals this week, man, I have to go with the cornerback class of 2023. And the reason why I say, man, I look at the cornerbacks that came out this 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 year, man. We're going into week five, and all of them pretty much have made a play out there. I want to say, um, um, Rangel has got, got an interception this this season. Um, we look at Joy Porter; he's got an interception this season. Um, Christian Gonzalez. I want to say that he's one of the best players on the New England Patriots um defense. Um, you look at the game that. Huh? He got hurt too. Yeah. You also look at look at um Devon Witherspoon. I mean, the game he had last night against um the New York football giants. I mean, he was lights side all over the field, man. Recorded a a pick six. I wanted he had a sack, man. I'm talking about I seen a mean hit he put on somebody too, man. A tackle for a loss. So he was all over the field, man. Man, it looked like, you know, not to spend too much time on them, it looked like, but they're trying to revamp that Legion of the Boom. But back to what I was saying, man, that the cornerback class, man, is it, it, looking pretty good, man, to the dudes that came out this season. That's what's up. So you know how – and you know how, like, you know, you had, like, okay, like in 83, the year of the quarterbacks, um, 96, you had a lot of receivers come out that year. I think that this this class, man, could be like when they mentioned uh, uh the class with, with with the cornerbacks quality of cornerbacks, it could be this you're right. Up. Could be this year's draft class.
1: Greg's bold predictions. Okay, Greg, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, man. You be making some bold predictions, man. You heat you've been spot on with the heat. You've been spot on a couple a couple picks so far, man. So hey, we go hopefully you might be you might be right on this one.
0: I mean, look, this could be, yeah.
1: What's your other rivals?
0: Oh, um, that's pretty much what I have for my rival this week. Okay, so my
1: rivals this week, I like B. John Robinson, man. He, you know, he he gonna be something else. I think right now, Ooh. in between him and CJ Stroud, they probably leading two guys for Offensive Rookie of the Year right now. Uh, you see what that boy did, boy he. It was against our, our favorite safety, old Wingard ass. He, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but he looked good out there, man. It's just unfortunately until they find a quarterback in Atlanta, man. You know we not right. he, he gonna be he gonna be that guy. Um, right. Another guy we talked about early on the show is uh, Sam Howell, man. I think Sam Howell. This might this might be the Redskins' quarterback of the future if. Um, they continue to play like this, and if Eric Bellamy can continue to get this guy confidence, man. One thing I noticed about watching that game against uh against the Eagles, man, he was poised like a mug, man. Like, he made the throws, the ball went too big for him, and he played very well in the fourth quarter. So Sam Howell is another guy, I think, up on the come up. Uh, and the last but not least for arrivals, rivals, man, the AFC South, man, everybody trashed this division of uh, going into the season saying, hey, we was the weakest division in the uh, in the league. And right now, everybody's sitting over 500 in our division. No one else is doing that in, in the league right now. So that says a lot about the competition in the AFC South, man. So uh, right. let's go to departures,
0: man. Who you got? For my departures, man, I got to go with, oh, man. First of all, before I say this, man, shout out to you cousin Felix Williams shout out Carl. yeah Jimmy Butler man <laughs> what in the world was he thinking like what what was that man like somebody <laughs> somebody like help me to understand like because when i called it right now remind you i'm driving the whole time so i'm in the middle i'm in the middle of a delivery and mm-hmm. i see it i got i got i got my phone going and everything like that so i'm watching but I'm not watching. I'm mostly listening, and so I got. And I'm looking up, like, and I'm like, man, what in like, like, what in the hell's going on, man? You know, my boy come out there looking like Andre three stacks. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, boy. And oh, yeah. Our video, hey, hey. oh, hell yeah. somebody, like, like, you know, it, you know, y'all that tune in to watch the show, man. Somebody help me understand that, man. Like, what, like, what's really going on down south, man? I don't know man. That that shit fucked me up too, man. That hey man.
1: Uh Jimmy that's Bo- not
0: a, I don't know, that's, man. That's not like the damn thing messed him up. That like that's not a good thing, man, going into this year, man. Somebody help me understand that, man. I, I could be looking at it wrong. I could be looking too far into it. But um this inner his inner his alter ego shit. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't
1: know, man. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Um my departures, man. Oh, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, you a fraud. Uh, <laughs> we talked about you earlier on the podcast. And oh, you snap. Took money. You came down here and you finesse these LSU uh, fans and told them that you was gonna bring greatness and you haven't brought nothing but hurt and disappointment to the great fans of uh of the tigers. And so uh hey man, I just think he's a fraud, man. Uh I think he's a great coach. He's not gonna get them to that next chapter. Maybe I might be wrong. Right. Uh, another guy, uh, departure, man. I gotta go with. I mean, I gotta go with Stephen Jackson, man. Stephen Jackson,
0: dude. Again,
1: I gotta give it to him again, man. I got to, man. Okay, I get it. you at the fight, and I yeah. guess Canelo, Canelo people, they want Canelo people to like to see them, like let them get out first, whatever. So he said he let about thirty people go through, and then like thirty more people went to go through. And he, oh man, I tried to tell him, man, oh, I'm gonna go now. It's like Stephen Jackson, dog, you oh, over forty, bro. Why you always in the damn news? Like everything <laughs> that meant for you to be in the news of Like you could have just let you could have sat this one out. You could have sat this one out. You ain't had to be in the news, but <laughs> even Jackson gonna find a way to get his ass in the news, dog. He's gonna be in the algorithm. He going to be seen, so I'ma address your ass, motherfucker. I'm gonna address you, Steven Jackson. Stay out of the news. And, uh Dude, the nigga one got, one do parties, man. Uh, do
0: he got a drinking problem or something?
1: You talking about Steven Jackson? I don't know what man. that's man. My thing is with Steven Jackson, bro, is like at the age we're at, dog, <laughs> being over the age of 40, at some at some point in your life. You have to check that real nigga card, or that I'm a street, that street dude card. You got to check that at some point, and you got to just be like, you know what? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go and bottle that up. That that's my past. But when you look at Steven Jackson, he gives off I'm a real nigga. I the vi- That's the vibes he give off. That's what he do in, in this situation. <laughs> that's what he was doing. That's exactly what he was doing. It was like oh. I told security guard, don't put their, they ain't gonna put their hand like, bro, you ain't gonna do nothing, bro. If security guard put his hands on you, gonna put his hands on you again. You ain't gonna do nothing. You gonna sit there, you are gonna take it because you are a celebrity. You ain't trying to lose that bag. Like, come on, man, knock it off. Stop the tough guy. Shit. So, but yeah, man. But that's what it is, man. But uh, any more thoughts before we get up out of here?
0: Yeah, man. Y'all make sure, man, y'all check us out, man. Y'all know we are on Facebook. You know, Joe Oliver. You got Greg Maddox Jr. Y'all check us out, man, on Instagram, IG also, man. And, you know, our YouTube channel, you know, Dubit Energy Drink, you know, they rocking with us. So, man, y'all continue, man, continue to show the support, man. We appreciate it.
1: Oh, we do, man. We definitely do, man. Shout out to all the subscribers, man, that has joined us over the weekend, man. We're almost to 4,000 subscribers. On YouTube, the uh, the co-pilot sports group page on Facebook is growing. We over two hundred members, wow. uh, and the brand is still growing, man. And that's all to all the people that listen, to everybody that subscribe to the channel, to everybody that's on the YouTube pages, Facebook, Instagram, IG, man. It means a lot to us, man. We want to thank you guys, man. We love you guys, and I say we out.
0: Peace. Deal. Yeah.